0: Welcome to another Mother Runner Answers. This is Sarah Bowen Shea. Um, and this is Dimity. And you just asked me if I was ready.
1: And I am, although I do. You were just burped. And I think it was like the sneeze thing when you're in the same room. You know, like all of a sudden I'm like, oh my gosh, I really have to burp, but I don't really have to burp. So anyway, if I burp, excuse me in advance.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. And will that hurt your rib if you burp? <laughs> how's, how's the rib doing? The
1: rib, that's so funny. Um, you, you know, it's it's better. It is definitely a lot better. Sleeping oh, is, is much better. I can sleep on that side now. Mm-hmm. And um, and I did the first circuit of stride into the school year. I demonstrated that um, with very little problem on Monday. Um, Excellent. but then today just, um, I, so I'm like, okay, it's time to get back to strength training and do my PT if, if things feel good. Cause I haven't done anything basically since swim run, um, on any kind of strength thing. And, um, I just laid on my back to do some like glute bridges and like TVA march and that kind of thing. And that's not going to, that it's still a lot lying mm-hmm. like flat on my back like that without my head up. You know, mm. like like I do. I'm, I can, you know, when I'm swi- oh, when I'm uh, swimming, when I'm sleeping, 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 yeah. sleeping without, swimming, without having swimming, a pillow, yeah. basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, yeah. um, but yes, thank you for asking. I'm I'm definitely oh. uh, healing uh, Good. well on that front. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> oh, is there another front? Is there another? Front? Oh, I
1: mean, no, not really.
0: I mean, I showed you a
1: little bit. You're like, oh, it's not that bad. But I, I think oh. I, I ran into some kind of patch of poison ivy or oak or something on one of those islands. Mm-hmm. Um, uh huh. Because for a while I thought I had bed bugs, which grows. <laughs> I know. But like I got, first I got like three little bites on the inside of like my right knee. And then one night, and then the next night, I got three on the other side. And I'm like, okay, what is this? And and then it just started kind of spreading everywhere. And I was like, "Grant, are you getting, you know, we sleep in the same bed. And yeah.
0: I, most nights anyway. <laughs> Some spouses too, yeah. <laughs> yes. And
1: like uh, my, my grandparents didn't. So so I so, sometimes feel like that needs to be, you know.
0: Lucy. Um, or oh, Lucy. R- uh, you know, Ricky and Lucy. Oh, yeah. Lucy. And they don't
1: sleep in the same bed in the crown either. FYI, oh,
0: you know, they, oh and they don't even sleep in the same room. Yeah, I maybe. know. So, uh-huh. so, anyway, we are not
1: the crown. We sleep in the same bed. <laughs> I am not. I am not uh, English royalty. Yeah. And um, but Grant wasn't getting any, and it just kept spreading all over. And I'm like, I, I, it was like little bites all over the bottom half of my legs, and mm-hmm. um, I just kept thinking it was going to go away. You know, like, oh, of I'm course.
0: Like, oh, sure. Just ignore it. It'll go away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> so finally, I, it was like three weeks, and I mean, I have raped. I mean, the scabs on my legs, like I have like created like, I look like a, you know, a, f- a five year old kindergartner who's been falling down on the playground like 12,000 times. I've got just scabs and scabs. And um, yeah, so something, I mean, I don't know exactly what it is, um, but I went finally to the doctor on Friday because I mean, that constant itching, it can uh. be a little crazy. So oh, yeah. Yeah. And Benadryl wasn't helping. And like cortisone cream, you know, topical cortisone cream wasn't helping. So anyway, so I'm on a, a little steroid. So if I sound really
0: strong, that's because I'm, <laughs> I'm pumped You're up. You're on the juice. Yeah. On the uh, juice. Uh, I um used to, as a child, I would get poison ivy so badly. I missed two weeks of kindergarten because of it. And I had the, just all over my hands, these huge blisters, um, but I kind of liked it because I got to stay home, but I felt fine. And because I wasn't contagious, my friends could still come over. So I remember waiting for the bus for Paul King to get off the bus. And I was like, yeah, I feel fine. I'll have to school. This is the life, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was happy to know that it wasn't contagious
1: because it's not, it's, uh-huh. it's uh, pretty unsightly too. That's the other thing is it's, it's mm-hmm. like in the nineties here, you were just here this weekend. Uh, it's, yeah. it's hot and I don't want to be wearing jeans, but I also don't want to expose people to like, these big red welts all over my knees, and you know, I just—I don't know. <laughs> Again, first world problem. It's all going to be yeah. okay.
0: I'm on the gist What about yeah. you?
1: You're you're running. You're running back to back, there, sister.
0: I am. I um. So I have. You know, like you mentioned, I was in Denver, so my you know workout schedule was a little different, and so and then also my bike is in the shop. Ooh. And are yeah, you doing, so getting I, getting it. Are you getting a? Getting it tuned up, but also it was making a funny. I know nothing about bike maintenance, and I one day I am going to take a bike maintenance class. And um, but it was making kind of a crank, crank, crank sound, and it sounded like the chain at any point was going to break. So it's kind of like the um, some of the teeth on the you know gear gearing yep yep yeah um uh it's actually it's not the gear it's something uh, like i don't know what it was but he said oh yeah it's cracked down there so so there was something legitimate it wasn't just that i hadn't oiled the chain or something The Uh, the derailleur is it the thing that goes that that changes oh i know i know what a derailleur is yeah no it was something i don't want to say it was the drive shaft obviously it's not a car but i don't i don't know what it was um Something and, that someone else can fix. Thank God. All yep, that. Yep. 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 So uh, no shortage of bike mechanics in Portland, Oregon. And <laughs> <laughs> but it does take a long time to get your bike fixed because there's so many bikes to be fixed. Sure. Sure. So um so anyway so my schedule my workout schedule is a little off so I have um it's sort of been necessitated that if I want to get in a workout I um, running is the option so I have now twice run two days in a row and. Um You know, other than you saw me when I get up sometimes if i 've not moved my foot a lot while i 've been sitting i 'll be um hobbled for you know a couple steps, but after that, it feels fine, and um i'm really quite pleased good, so, good yeah, yeah and I ran um f- the furthest I 've run is five point two miles with that friend of mine, will, who sometimes comes down from Seattle to visit us, and we have a good time running together and um yeah, Molly and I went three miles on Sunday before. Was it Sunday? It seems like long ago. Uh, ago, uh, before we went swimming. And so, yeah, and I'm hoping to get a couple more swims in the lake before it gets too chilly. God.
1: Yeah, Katie just uh, texted me. She has to take a break for a while. She's got an Achilles issue oh. that needs to heal. And, um, and she's like, do you want to swim on Saturday? It's kind of chilly. And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think I want to. Oh, I'm, yeah, sw- I'm just not feeling bad enough <laughs> to, like, get in a wetsuit and go swim in a lake that's too cold for no reason. Other than enjoyment and seeing her, of course. But.
0: I can't believe that the lake is too cold with the hot weather you're having. Well, it may mm. not be that. I mean, too cold
1: is, you know, that's probably, that's probably a little dramatic, but uh-huh. it's really just, it's, it's the whole, I mean, it's also not super close. That's the other thing. And so, um, then Saturday mornings are becoming a little bit more busy for us. Yeah. yeah. So, it's homecoming week in case you haven't heard around mm-hmm. here, so mm-hmm got a volleyball game that day and then, you know, homecoming dance and Ben has a practice that morning and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I, I don't know, Katie, if you're listening, I'm not going to be joining you, but I'll, I'll drop it to you in a, a nice, much more gentle way over text.
0: Okay. Um, so, yeah. How, how to tell your workout buddy you're not joining them. Have a podcast and talk about it. Um, so, um, so two things before we dive into questions. Um, Wowza! Our call for questions really worked, Dimity. Yay! Thank Thank you yeah so um so we got a tsunami of questions so thank you thank you and uh we apologize that we can only chip away at them about four per show and so partially for that reason here is point number two hannah from des moines asked a question about running with her dog and we did an entire episode of our regular amr podcast on that topic i looked it up it's episode 226 hannah and it, it was almost recorded almost exactly 2 weeks ago today on September 2nd 2016 2 2 years ago you meant not 2, two years, years ago. ago yeah no 2 2 years that is correct thank you and um it's good stuff um the um g- the guy expert on it actually recognized me at the brooks he works at the brooks store up in seattle like their kind of crown jewel store and um and so he he recognized me from my voice from and that was in the spring that he recognized me, or maybe it was last fall. I was and, like, and he had oh. listened to that episode or something? No, he was the expert. Oh, he was the expert. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's a uh, professional dog walker who runs them. And and he's like, this is a crazy question, but are you Sarah from Another Mother Runner? <laughs> so anyway, so it's a really good episode, Hannah. So so let's dive in. Dive in, Dimity. Um, uh, get a juet suit on. We're going to dive in. So, uh, <laughs> it's um, cold in there. <laughs> yeah, so so Kathy from your neck of the woods, she's from Colorado Springs, and um, I have to say she took your advice, Dim, and she stopped mid-run to call with a question.
2: Hi, Dimity. Hi, Sarah. This is Kathy from Colorado Springs. You just said to stop mid-run and ask your question, so I'm breathing heavily, stopping mid-run to ask my question. School just started. I am not yet in a training cycle. I'm going to be starting a training cycle later this fall, sometime in October. For the three days at the fair excursion but i just feel disgusting right now and i don't know if it's because not being on a training plan mentally your body thinks that you're not as fit or doesn't need to work as hard i don't know if it's psychological or the fact that i'm really not in any training plan right now and haven't been for a couple months but i'm just slowly losing some of my fitness i'm still running four to five times a week, five times on a good week. But I just wondered what you thought about that. It's not really feasible for me to do a monthly training plan right now. How do I get over the mental slump of not being in a training plan?
1: Thanks. So thank you, first of all, Kathy, for stopping mid-run and and doing as we asked. We always love that. So we love love a compliant class. Um, And then the other thing that I just want to unpack a little bit here is um, she referred to um, three days at the fair which Mm -hmm. is um, a road ultra that um, a couple, uh, probably a handful of Bammers are taking on um, in May of 2019. It is a Mm -hmm. um, one loop course in New Jersey um, and you can run, honest to God, there are more variations than they have at Flavors of Dunkin' Donuts. I mean, (laughs) you can do uh, six hours, 12 hours, 24 hours, all the way up to I want to say it's 96 hours. I mean, it's a a ridiculous, a long time. Um, They have, you can do back-to-back marathons. You can run three marathons. You can run, I I mean, any any way you can slice and dice a mile, basically, you can do this kind of ultra event. And it's cool because if you have interest in, um, you know, seeing how far you can go, but you don't have access to a trail or trail running isn't interesting to you um Mm -hmm. it's it's like uh coach mk is kind of spearheading it and it's like the most accessible way to run an ultra right Mm -hmm. um and i mean we talked to one woman beth preddy who is um anyway this is getting off Uh, but anyway so so she did a couple years ago um and i mean like she brought her coffee maker because you can set up you know you have like (laughs) camp yeah shower in between you can do whatever you want and they have this you know this like car camping yeah, Matt. Yeah, system a mat system so that, you know it's they can tell how many you know miles you've run. Anyway, mm-hmm. it's, it's so so that that's a long way of saying um, if you're interested in doing that, um, we mm-hmm. have something set up. I believe, gosh, let's link to it in the in the notes because I know it's I think it's trained like a mother dot club slash road ultra, um, mm-hmm. but it might be on the AMR site. It might be another motherrunner.com dot com slash road ultra. So anyway, okay. Okay. All right. Now we'll dive into your question, Kathy. Um, well, so it is tough not to be on a training plan when you are used to that and you're looking forward to it, right?
0: Yes, but you know, listening to you talk about three days at the fair, I think Kathy should almost be luxuriating and not being on a training <laughs> plan because it's like it's like walking on flat ground, staring at Everest. I mean, enjoy enjoy the 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 chill yeah well and yeah but what's it's hard
1: when you are you know and a lot of our women and this is not a judgment because we're right along with them this exercise streak is um you know there's something to be said for you know the crispness of having following a plan right and having it checked off every day and you know Getting something so black and white, I was supposed to do this, and I did this, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because sure. that's that's just a really lovely sensation that we don't get in a lot of other areas of our lives. Um, sure. And, and, and the satisfaction and everything that comes with it, you know. The,
0: and, and also the, the not questioning, am I doing enough? Yes. Did, am I going easy enough? Am I... Improving my fitness, am I not losing speed if that's a concern, you know that sort of oh, thing. yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, so, so I get that,
1: yeah, but but I think you're exactly right. And the thing about these is is I mean, i, I I'm not entirely sure how long, but I want to say that this training plan is going to be. Somewhere between 26 and 30 weeks. I mean, it's a big deal. If you're going to go 50 miles, um, you know, the Ultra plans in the Train Like a Mother Club are 24 weeks. The Ironman plans, which are, you know, you're out there for 12 to 16 hours, those are 36 weeks. I mean, you really have to spend a lot of time queuing yourself Mm -hmm. up for races that are going to take a lot of time, right? Right. So, um, so knowing that, you know, I would definitely keep that in the back of my head. Like, ugh, I feel kind of uneasy now. I feel kind of blah now. Am I doing the right thing? Know that that time is going to come, and you're going to be on that plan at some point. You're going to be like, oh, I just wish I could just do what I wanted to do
0: today, you know, and not have this plan tell me what to do. So, and 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 I also think that you don't even have to be staring down the, the Everest. The three days at the fair. I mean, that the same can be true if you know you're doing a half marathon in January. If you know you're doing you know, Eugene Marathon next May. I mean, sure. there's, there's, it, it, it doesn't have to be that huge of a bite that you're going to be chewing on, and that I, it's fine. Like before, I go onto a marathon training plan, I oftentimes think, oh, I'm so not looking forward to like being told what to do. I want to have flexibility, and we actually get to a question like that before too long. But that, but then when I'm on it, I do enjoy the, okay, boom, you know, that's what I'm doing today. That's what I'm doing tomorrow. But then there is, um, I feel sometimes when you come off a train plan, there's a little bit of, you know, a little bit of bumpy ground. And that's like, oh yeah, I like this. You know, I have self-control. I, I, you know, get free will. I get to choose the workout that I want. And it's also a really nice time. This would be my advice to Kathy, a nice time to try some things or to fit in some things that you can't otherwise be doing. Sure. Um, And so, you know, you've been curious about that Zumba class or, the, you know i don't know bar 3 or something like that you know um take take time to do that because you know once you get on that training plan as you say dim it's black and white and you got to be doing it
1: yeah the other thing that i would say which i think is um sometimes, i think sometimes you forget um, when you're not following a certain plan that actually what you're doing adds up to something. Um, mm-hmm. and I noticed this the other day when I was, um, I mean, so I was looking through Strava and I think I've logged most of my miles in there this year. Um, at least, mm-hmm. um, swimming and running for sure. Um, mm-hmm. cycling, not so much cause I've done a lot at the gym or on my trainer, but, um, but, uh, I'm like, oh my gosh, I've swum, so I think I've swum more than I ran, but, wow. um, but, but if you just add them up, just log your miles still, I mean, I know you're probably doing this on a GPS anyway, but then add it up, you know, at the end of the week, mm-hmm. I ran 25 miles this week, I did, you know, I did 25 miles, and I did two hours of strength, you know, cumulatively, mm-hmm. um, things like that, that still, it just makes you feel like, again, that accomplishment that we, exactly. I think, crave as a mother runner, um, and then the other thing, and I know Kathy knows this, and I think a lot of you know this, is, You can't go wrong by spending more time on strength, on however you want to on strength, whether it is, you know, I know she lives in Colorado Springs, so if you want to go do, you know, go do the incline of Pike's Peak or go or, um, you know, spend time, take a strength class at your gym or challenge yourself to do 20 minutes, um, you know, five days a week, anything like that, that, you know, I mean, it isn't as fulfilling as, as running. I will definitely admit that, but it adds up so significantly and especially when you're looking staring down a big goal
0: and also keep your mind open to how fulfilling it can be that, that that it might not give the same sweat endorphin but you know there's something nice about i don't know um holding out your arm to signal that you're turning right you know when you're on your bike and you're like oh well, look at that little muscle that's popping <laughs> up <Yeah. laughs> that is true.
1: It's, it's more it's more the actual act right i mean i, I like uh-huh, yeah. the effect of it but i mean like you know, I just, like I said, I just did, you know, some stuff 15 minutes this morning. It wasn't like, oh, I'm so glad I'm doing this, you know, but <laughs> yes. I would be so glad that I have done it, right? Correct. It yep. doesn't have the same kind of, and it doesn't have the same interaction as running where you get to see new things.
0: And you know what I'm saying? People,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: All right. So, all right. On. We got more questions, Sarah. Lots of questions. You too. Oh, this is the short pop version of the AMR podcast. Whoa. Um, so this question comes from Molly in Kansas City, who is somewhat the converse of uh, Kathy as Molly is smack dab in the midst of training.
3: Hi, ladies. It's your friend Molly from Kansas City. And I am loving the Q&A podcast. And I have a question for you myself. So I am in the middle of a training cycle right now. I've got another full marathon in October. And as you both know, I ran the Ogden marathon in May. And it's the first time I've crammed two training cycles into one year. And it's a lot. But my question is, how do you deal with what I call training cycle FOMO? So the fear of missing out. So whether that's from a fitness perspective of, hey, Molly, do you wanna do this 5K that we're doing tomorrow? Or do you wanna do this Tough mutter? And you know that you can't commit to those things because your training plan calls for something different. Or there's the social perspective of, hey, let's go to happy hour, Or let's have a way too late night and, you know, you have to call it early grandma style because you've got to run 18 miles in the morning. So how do I deal with this training cycle FOMO and not let it get the best of me during a training cycle? Thanks so much. Looking forward to seeing you in Kansas City in October. Bye-bye.
0: So, Dim, she used the term FOMO. And I always think of you like FOMO, BOGO. Like, <laughs> I like an a
1: good acronym yeah. with O-O in it. You're right, yeah. you're right. I yeah. <laughs> um, JOMO, joy of out. Um, oh. So maybe that's where we start. But I mean, so I wrote down a couple of notes for this. And I think, um, you know, I, we met Molly at the retreat in Ogden and she had a fantastic marathon and she's a very um, driven runner, like very mm-hmm. um, goal-oriented. And so I almost say, I mean, I know we just said training plans are black and white, but mm-hmm. for this, I would say, I would ask her like, okay, you know, we're doing this 5K tomorrow. Like, does your spirit need that, Molly? Because if you mm-hmm. need to be with your friends and you want to go have, you know, and you don't have to race the 5k if you don't want to go have an easy 5k and go have a beer or a latte or whatever after do that. Right. I'm not saying you can do that every week, but if something comes up and you're like, Oh, I really want to do that. I, you know, we know her well enough. And I would say this to anybody though, if you are 95% compliant or even 90% compliant with your training plan and something comes up and it fits in, right? Like you Uh can't like be like, you know, you can't take out those long runs. I mean, she does have to have her grandma, grandma bedtimes and um, and that kind of thing because eighteen milers are significant. But if you have an easy run one day, or you know, you want to do that five k, you know, do the five k on a Saturday and then make up some miles on on Sunday. Like, mm-hmm. I, I have no personally, I have no problem with that.
0: And I also think there there were a couple of years. I I can't believe it, but there were a couple of years that I did two marathons in a year, and I definitely would choose one that was, you know, the one that I was going to really push on because at the time that was important to me and then the other one I wasn't so stringent on, you know, being compliant, I like that word that you used. And so that I you know, I you know, she, like you said, she did so well in Ogden that um, you know, maybe Kansas City is a little bit more of, you know, enjoying being in her hometown and I know she's on the board of the race and so You know, just kind of being in the moment, being in the experience rather than just being so focused on perhaps the finish time. That might, so, also, that
1: might also be pressure though, too. I mean, I'm just mm, I were, to, in her yeah. shoes to perform, right? If you're in your hometown and you're on the board of the race, like mm-hmm. you don't want to be like, oh, well, you know, I decided to, what? I mean, did, again, like whatever. I, I We can't speak for Molly, yeah. but you know, yeah. I, I could see that happening. When I mean, the other thing, but, but, but what you just said, like define what your goal of the training cycle is, right? Mm-hmm, is it mm-hmm. to PR? Then obviously yeah. you're going to have to be in that 95%. Is it mm-hmm. to go have a great day? With your friends and run through your hometown and maybe, maybe help a board member through their first marathon, then mm-hmm. loosen the reins. Right. That's, yeah. I mean, those that, you know, you, so I guess what you said, Sarah, at the beginning or in response to me, you know, one was for time, one was for social slash fitness slash whatever, you know? Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But I do, I do get that. Um, you know, the missing out on the social piece of things, you know, so workouts, the 5k with your friends or the Tough Mudder with your friends, but the, you know, it is, it is tough to be like, Oh yeah, well, I could go to that party that were, or that concert or whatever, you know, that's going to last until 10 30, 11 at night. Oh, is that going to, you know, then put me on my back foot for, for my training run the next morning. And then I have to be on with the kids all afternoon. So that I'm not going to get any time to take a nap. And it just, I do feel when you are in um, um, a training cycle like a marathon one that that really takes up a lot of time and energy that it, that you really have to pare down your social obligations.
1: And- well, you do. There's a little cliche that I love. You mm-hmm. can do anything, but you can't do everything, right? Mm, and that's, that's and you have to pick that right. And so, if your choice is anything right now is a marathon training cycle, then that's your choice, and mm-hmm. you know. And yes, I mean, does that mean that you have to become, you know, this like nun at home? No. But it doesn't mean you have to make really smart choices about, you know, your self-care? Yes. I mean, and that's, I mean, that's pretty, that's pretty basic. But I mean, sometimes I think that it just,
0: um, it, it helps to remember. Yes. And we mean no disrespect to nuns or grandmas in this answer. So, no grandmas and, <laughs> and nuns. they were not hurt as we answered <laughs> yeah. this. No, yes, no nuns yeah. were hurt. Yes. So, all right. Well, and uh, we look forward to seeing Molly at our podcast party on October 17 in Kansas city. So just a little plug for that. Um,
1: we you should so link are,
0: that in the, in the notes yeah. as well, Sarah, please. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 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 So, <laughs> um, so, all right, this question comes from Maureen in Chicago and this is my favorite, Tim. I need you to go in and listen to some of these Google things and take a look at because so we, the line that um, our toll free number is Google and um, actually, I guess it's not toll free now that I think about it. Um, and, the, and then it, Google transcription is how we read them. And then we, I also listen to the questions. But at the start of our message, Google transcription did my favorite thing, which is instead of typing Hi Sarah and Dimity, it says Hi serendipity. <laughs> Hi, Serendipity. Yeah, so Love it. Um, So listen for
2: Serendipity. Hi, Serendipity. This is Maureen. I am an injured mother runner from Chicago with a nine-year-old daughter and an almost seven-year-old son. And um, my question for you is about how you handle the mental and emotional side of being injured. I've been fighting runner's knee for, I mean, probably 15 years. Um, to some extent, and it really flared up in a kind of a nasty way earlier this spring. And since then, I've been doing PT. I've made some really good progress, and then I'll have a setback, and then I'll make a really good progress, and then I'll have another setback. And uh, I think you get the story. So I know you both have been through these kinds of situations before, and how do you kind of keep your head on straight when your body isn't doing what you want it to do, and how do you stay positive throughout that whole process?
1: Um, thank you so much for doing this, and very curious to hear your feedback. Bye. Oh my gosh, that is 15 years, um, runner's knee. So I just want to back up a little bit on that um, because that is just a long time to deal with an injury. And she said she's doing some PT. And I would just encourage Maureen to make sure that she's getting to the root of the problem. And I'm not, no disrespect to what you're doing or anything like that, but Um, I mean, runner's knee typically stems from something in your pelvis, right? You know, lack Mm. of glute strength, lack of stability, um, imbalances going on, maybe something in your um, pelvic floor, as we've been talking a lot about in the train, like a mother club. Um, so I would just, uh, make sure that you feel like you're confidently on the track to getting better, um, Mm that's one thing. Um, and then the other thing that I would also say about that is, um, oh, and the, oh the, this is kind of a, well, this is kind of fun, but, um, so I got, you know, you heard my ortho, I've told my orthotic story here, right? Yes. the, the squirrels, is- squirrels stole them. Basically that's the long story or short story. <laughs> so I got some new orthotics and this PT that I've been seeing, um, is I've, I've seen her a couple times and, um, the first time I saw her, she's like, you know, you have a leg length discrepancy. I was like, hmm. whatever, you know, like, no, I don't. I'm just not strong enough. Blah blah blah. Well, I went back to, you know, she's helping me with a new pair of orthotics, and she's like, no, it's like five millimeters, which is not insignificant yeah. um, when you think about it. And so now I, have, I have a lift in my left, shoulder, no. a little bit shorter, right? Um, and. Everything that I've had has been on my right side. Every injury has been on my right side, my mm. right hip, my right hamstring, my right knee, my everything, right? And I used yeah. to say it was from carrying around heavy kids on my right hip, and I'm sure that that helped, you know, contributed to it. But yeah. so I've done two runs in my new orthotics with this lift and my right knee, which has been kind of my um, canary in the coal mine, um, has not hurt at all, at wow. all. I know, right? And so sometimes, and I'm not saying this is Maureen's solution, but sometimes, you know, um, what is it called? Occam's razor? Like the simplest thing might be exactly
0: what the answer is, the solution. Can can we just stop for a second, Damian? I love you so much because I listen to all these podcasts that use the term Occam's razor. And (laughs) I swear, just yesterday, I'm like, I wouldn't use that term one time on AMR. (laughs) I beat you to it. I So thank to you. A thank big you. word. <laughs> so thank you. You helped me achieve my goal. Thanks, um, thanks. But um, I I mean, I think that people who have a uh, recurring injury should really take to heart what you just said, Dim, because you have seen more than your fair share of health practitioners. Yeah. Yeah. And yet, still in your mid forties, a different practitioner saw something finds, else. Saw, saw something, something else.
1: Yeah. And so, and I, and I don't know if this is going to be the answer forever. You know, it may not be. And it's, it feels a little, uh, it feels like a little bit like I'm cheating. Like, <laughs> wait, this little piece of foam is going to make the difference. But it may, or cork It is what it is. But um, anyway, so that's, so I wanted to start with that. But, but regardless, it sucks to hurt. It sucks to be in pain. It sucks to not be able to do what mm-hmm. you want to do for all the different parts of your body, from your mind down to your toes. And so yeah. what that's I... When a couple of things that helped me, especially when I was really struggling and trying to keep, I, w- I really wanted to keep really running hard and, and you know, and do a, an ultra. And I wanted to do all these things, um, is I made a little chart again. I really find that there's a lot of, um, healing and validation in knowing that you are taking small steps to mm-hmm. a bigger step. Right. And so, I mean, mm-hmm. i I put it up on Instagram once and I can see if I can find it again, but it's, you know, I mean, I literally made like a, a table in a Word document and wrote down all my exercises that I needed to do. And then to, the, you know, and then I wrote down every day and just checked them off. And it was just, again, it's just because it's not scintillating, but it, when you go through and you're like, oh my gosh, I've been doing this for two weeks and, and, and a little place to say how you're feeling. Right. So you can see, oh my gosh, yeah, things are getting better. Cause sometimes our heads are so jumbled with everything else that's in them that you can kind of, it's hard to see the small slices of improvement that you're, you're seeing, you know? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and that also brings up you mentioning about um, looking for small improvements over time. I think, I know that when I was um, injured, whether it was my plantar fasciitis or particularly my, my um, fractures and my subsequent um, surgery after that in 2015, I think the really important thing is to n- not, to, to chunk up time, just like you do in a race, And don't think about, well, I might not be running by Christmas. I might, you know, will I be able to, you know, do a 2020 race? I mean, you just, your mind can cast so far forward. And instead you just have to get through the next week, that day, that hour, whatever it is. Don't think that this is it, you know, Maureen, like I'll never run again. Oh my goodness. You know, it can be something, you know, um, that, that you will make improvement and that you don't have to, just don't think that the tunnel that there's no light ever at the end of it you just have to look around where you are and maybe there's some glimmers of light
1: absolutely absolutely um a couple other things we have an injured bammers group um, on facebook it is free to join and um you just have to ask to join so just search up injured hashtag bammers we can link it we can link it this is going to be a very linked (laughs) Uh, Very
0: very (laughs) yes
1: Um, but that's a great place because there are people there that are um obviously probably not have the exact same situation as you, but have the same kind of, um, they're going through similar situation. And it's nice to have that empathy and um, support, support, exactly. And then finally, you know, I mean, I was, as I was just looking up, I was just confirming the name of the page. And the first thing that popped up on my Facebook feed was somebody standing on top of the podium. And um, when you're not feeling awesome about your athletic uh, prowess and what your future might be, you know, sometimes you're going to, I, I find it helpful to cut off, um, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe just limit social media Limit, you know, checking in the Strava, if that's your thing, you know, just, I mean, Mm -hmm. you know yourself well, but that is one tip that I find sometimes the FOMO, right? (laughs) That's, there's a lot of FOMO that social media can, um, you know, bring up. So,
0: yeah. And also I think, um, Again, if if your body allows you to find other athletic avenues, you know, so for when I wasn't able to run, I really found, and I was kind of surprised by how much I loved cycle bar class. You know, I got a good sweat. I, you know, could be competitive in it. Um, it was the time of year where I could swim in that lake. So I got to do that. And I really, instead of thinking, oh, woe is me, I didn't get to run beforehand like usual. I'm like, oh, I'm so grateful that I have this wonderful lake and the water's clean and I can be here and you know, that Mostly sort of thing.
1: clean. Was, wasn't there a bacteria issue?
0: There, there was a little e-colon. No, way, other than that. Um, and, um, and then also I found, particularly when I had, um, you know, was recover- recovering from my ankle surgery, I found it really useful to, to you know, give little tantalizing things to myself during the course of the week, just silly things like, you know, damn, I love that lemon ginger cavita, that probiotic drink. And so, and and I'm a cheap bugger. And so I usually don't buy very, you know, treat myself to it very often, except when I'm on expense account in Denver. But, um, (laughs) (laughs) In which case you are as a (laughs) case. Yeah. Right. And so, um, but you know, so I would, you know, have Jack pick some up at Whole Foods or, you know, Jessica who used to work for us would bring me over one on occasion and I would really be like, Oh, okay, this is my time to have, you know, Kavita and read the New York times or something like that. And you just kind of, you're, you literally are slowing down because you're not running and just trying to enjoy those things or whether, you know, I mean, suddenly going to Daphne's soccer games was more enjoyable because thank God I was out of the house because it was enough, you know, it was an ordeal to get out of the house when I had that fractured ankle. And so it's like, okay, I'm out here. I'm going to enjoy it. I am outdoors. That's one of the things I miss when I'm not running. So you just kind of have to, sounds kind of Pollyanna, but try to enjoy the things that you still can do and throw more of those into your life.
1: Yeah. And just know, and then I mean, her last question was, how do you stay positive through the whole process? You don't. I mean, there's mm-hmm. no
0: way to be like, "Way, hey, yay, my knee hurts, like,
1: but I get to be outside. You know, like that's not, mm-hmm. that's not reality. So, you know, there are always tears shed. There are always frustrations and anger and, you know, and this weird situation. Envy. Mm-hmm. What's that?
0: Envy. Envy, Yep. Yeah. The-
1: yeah, and this weird situation of, my gosh, I can't believe I care so much about this when, you know, her, you know the hurricane is coming to, for North Carolina and this is going on in the world and that's going on in the world and all I can think about is my dumb knee. You know, mm-hmm. um, that's, that's normal. That's human. Don't, don't push that down. Experience mm-hmm. it. But then, again, try to integrate some of the tips.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right, 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 right. All right. Our final question comes from Kimberly in Fort Wayne, Indiana.
4: Hi, this is Kimberly Ann Bamber-Basseter from Fort Wayne, Indiana. I am a mother runner to two boys, three and seven. And my question is, what do you do when you sort of outgrow your running group? I have been running with an amazing group of ladies for about the past five years. But over the past three or so years, I have had some breakthroughs in my training thanks to a lot of dedication and miles in the Train Like a Mother club. I have been able to drop my pre baby half marathon PR of one fifty four down to one forty seven this spring. My problem is is not just that I have gotten faster than the women, but I think their perception of my speed affects whether I get invited or some of the comments made during long runs. And I really enjoy these miles. I do most of the week they run solo or save uh, group runs for when I'm doing slower miles. I rarely ask friends to do quality workouts with me. So I'm trying to figure out how to
0: engage the women, but
4: still get in my workouts and have them enjoy the miles with me as well. Thank you. Have a great day.
0: So, Tim, I found this one intriguing. It um, I know it doesn't apply to everyone because they don't, have um, maybe aren't part of a running group, or you know, I mean, um, Kimberly is crushing it on the on the pace. And um, yeah. but I I also think it can apply to, you know, if you're with a best running friend that for whatever reason suddenly things get kind of, you know, not working out between the two of you. And and there can be relationships that you have to kind of break off or or you know manipulate, some, you know, or change up. So um, what would be your advice to Kimberly?
1: Well, so what I hear in this is that she still wants to run, she still wants to be part of their group, but she Mm -hmm. feels, um, alienated a little bit because Mm -hmm. of her speed Mm -hmm. and, um, and she's taken, uh, measures. So like her, you know, her, maybe her harder workouts of the week, she does those alone. So she just wants to run with them on the weekend. So, Mm -hmm. um, this is what I, you know, if I put myself in her shoes, I was thinking of two things. If I was feeling brave and had my, you know, um, I would talk to them. You know, I would say, you know, at the beginning, either on a call or, um, I mean, I don't know how many women there are. So if it's too many to have a group, you don't know, want to set up like a <laughs> call free conference number. Uh, but, you know, um, I would just say, hey, listen, this is really important to me. Our friendship is really important to me. And it hurts it hurts my feelings a little bit when you're like, oh, you're too fast to be with us or whatever they happen to say. Um, you know, I am willing. I want to run with you guys. And I want to stay with you guys. And, um, you know, I'm getting in the workout that I need. So, you know, you know, either Mm -hmm. not cut it out. I mean, that's, that's a little brisk, but you know what I'm saying? Um, I would also say also, Mm -hmm. you could also do it over email. I wouldn't be apologetic, but I would just remind them how much they mean to me or to, to Kimberly, you know, and Mm -hmm. just say, this is, you know, my friendship is, our friendship is way more important than my half
0: marathon time. So, Mm -hmm. you know, that's what I would right, because, because some of those people could be thinking, I mean, I think, I think there's a tendency for some people to be like, mm, well, once you get fast, you got an attitude. And you're right, being um, open and honest about your feelings toward these people and how you value it, the friendship and the camaraderie and how you want to find a way to make it work for everybody um, as much as it can.
1: Yeah. And then yeah. I would just, once I was on the run, I would just be really, really conscious to not push the pace. To, mm-hmm. you know, be kind of in the back of the group and let whoever is setting the pace set it. I mean, I have one memory of one friend here um, and she is a friend, but, you know, we went out together and then it was an out and back and she turned around and she just, you know, she's like, I just, I just have to, you know, I can't remember what she said, but basically she ran home in front of me, mm. you know, and that's mm. happened and that happens, you know, I think more often than we realize, you know, just because whatever feels good. Or mm-hmm. where, where, wherever you are, that's just sometimes it happens. And that really kind of crushed me a little bit. And, then not, and not so much like, oh, I hate her, but more like, oh, she's making that look so easy and I'm struggling and I still have X amount of miles to go. Mm-hmm. So really making an effort. I, I imagine that she's already doing this, um, but just, you know, just reinforcing the fact that like if you are on a run with them and they are running 10 minute miles for their long run and you would normally run nines you have to really be conscious to be in that 10 minute mile range and not unconsciously pick it up
0: which is also another easy thing to do sometimes when you're you know when you get to chatting oh oh my gosh oh my gosh yes 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 so and i don't know i mean i think if they sort of can't um find a uh, happy ground then then you know maybe it's a question of saying okay um you guys think you're going to finish at 10 and, you know, meet up at the coffee shop. Can I meet you there? Cause I'd really love to hear about, you know, how Jack's doing in kindergarten or how, you know, your daughter's doing off at of college, whatever it is. Sure. Sure. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. So yeah. there are ways around it, but I think the, I think it starts with expressing You know, again, an email might be easiest if it's a bigger group, and it's also easier to do sometimes just without getting theory, whatever, and just saying, you know, this is important to me, and I want to make this work, and, you know, I am more than a 147 half marathon PR. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. even though all of us are like, oh, wow, she's fast know, <laughs> listening right, right now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, well, lots of good advice, Timothy. Um, so, all right. So we um, are not needing questions as much as we were, but um, if you have a question that you uh, want us to answer, we can't promise we'll get to it super soon, but um, but we'd love if you would leave one. The number is 470-BADASS1. That's four seven zero two two three two seven seven one please leave your first name and tell us where you're calling from and don't miss an episode of another mother runner answers or our regular show please subscribe to another mother runner podcast in whatever podcast app you use and please set it so that the episodes auto download that way they'll be waiting for you when it's time to run or cook dinner walk the dog or commute keep the questions coming we're here with answers
1: lots of them